K-U-C-I, the cooch, cooch, the cooch, cooch. K-U-C-I, the cooch, cooch, the cooch, cooch. K-U-C-I, the cooch. Naked comedy. Hi, Samantha. This is Gideon Lamb. Hi, Samantha. Hi. Hi, Jeremiah Smalltail here. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Oh, well, we are really great. Uh, you know, the book is out, and we're getting a lot of positive feedback from the youth. Uh, we really think we nailed it on this one. We're going to make some real good change in this country. Well, it's a really yeah, exciting. Basically, we start. We started at this level, and now we're up here. <laughs> it's, it's, it's even better. It's a it's a really good book for for anybody who's a little confused. We kind of kind of sped into things, and I know sometimes our listeners are a little, you know, slow to catch up, but in a good way. Uh, this is Naked Comedy, and we're here this week with God's Pottery, aka Gideon Lamb and Jeremiah Smallchild. Um, hello, hello, <laughs> yay! And they're very they're always full of energy. And for anybody who's not familiar with them, they are a what Christian rock or Christian folk. Oh, Christian Acoustic, I think, would be uh, what acoustic, we call it. Yeah. Yeah. Christian, yeah. Christian Acoustic yeah. group. But um, but you guys, there's something very unique about you guys, that you guys play to very unique audiences. Um, most most of your shows are in are in comedy venues or stuff like that, right? It, it, it is are, a weird yeah. thing, yeah. Please, Jeremiah, yeah. take yeah. us. Sure. Well, I think one thing that's, that's worth pointing out, of course, is that in addition to being musicians, we are peer counselors. Um, because the root of everything that we do is helping and, uh, you know, trying to, trying to find out where the problems are and then, you know, just like driving in the snow, turning into the problem, steering mm-hmm. into the problem. So, yeah, we do end up going around to a lot of different places, including comedy clubs. And uh, it's a really, it's a funny thing because people do come into our shows and they'll smile and laugh and, uh, you know, it just seems to be the right place for us because everyone's ready to laugh and we're all ready to have fun together. Well, I think that, you know, it's like when you go into the doctor's office to get a shot and uh, he can distract you. You know, he'll say, hey, what's that, what's that thing over here on the left side? And start snapping his fingers and you look over there and then you don't even feel the pinprick where they put the, uh, they put the medicine into your body. And that's why we get them into a comedy club. They're distracted. They're having fun. And the next thing you know, they are contemplating these major life issues and, and you know, the, the real trouble spots for the youth. And uh, so we find it's a great delivery system for our message. Well, you guys yeah, have been like, doing What we this. do is like a milkshake. Ah. It's like a milkshake. We, we, we give people something tasty and fun to drink, but we slip an egg in there. There's a, you know, there's a little nutrition, you know, so they don't even know it. <laughs> Well, yeah. you guys have been doing this for for a while now. Do you feel like have you um, have you gained any kind of regular followers from these comedy scenes, like people who maybe hadn't even thought about these ideas before you had come along? Oh, I think absolutely. We've got a we, we we make a difference in a lot of ways. And what's what's what what's wonderful about it is that it's not just the people who say, "Hey, Gideon and Jeremiah, you guys really made a difference." Because we can make a difference even with people who aren't aware we've made the difference. So even the people who say to us, "Uh, you guys aren't really that entertaining, and I came here to laugh, and I don't need to talk to a couple nerds, what they're unaware of is how our performance affected them subconsciously. Uh, That's a technical term. So, you know, we really just, uh, it's change that happens when people don't even know what's happening. Mm. Yeah, and, you know, sometimes it takes people a long time to change, uh, you know, they say, there's a saying that, you know, sometimes the most beautiful statues come from the most terrible pieces of rock. <laughs> That's right. You know, and it just takes a while to sort of chip away. And, uh, 
you know, so people may not think there's a change happening, but oh boy, you you bet you bet yourself there is. Yeah, and chip away is a good metaphor because we really do. We like to wear people down. You know, we really just keep at them until they kind of they kind of give up and allow us to say our piece. And uh, that's yeah. sort of us rubbing away the rough edges of their soul. <laughs> well, often one thing that we're not. Sorry, oh, go ahead. No, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say that that a lot of the time. You know, what people end up saying to us is, okay, I'll be your friend. And you can hear in their voice a sense of, like, relief, you know, that we're finally friends. I think, sure. Just along with yeah. the, the chipping away, yeah. I know, I know definitely. I've The more I've listened to your various tracks and, you know, watched the different videos and started reading your book, I've definitely gotten more and more excited. So excuse me if I do interrupt you guys. I just am so excited to be talking to you. But, um, oh, <laughs> wonderful. A, a conversation full of interruptions is a conversation between two motivated people. And, you know, <laughs> yep. and if you have three, yep. then it's even more fun. <laughs> And if there weren't volcanoes erupting all the time, we wouldn't have any lava rocks. You know, yeah. so it's okay. No, it's all no right. Hawaii. No Hawaii without the occasional inter- uh, uh, you know eruption. So and we wouldn't. United States. We wouldn't that's even it. have interruptions without Jesus bringing them to us. So that's exactly well, that's exactly <laughs> right. Hey, <laughs> interview over. Let's just wrap. Let's just, <laughs> let's just have a little talk session. This is going great. <laughs> Well, I did want to ask, um, since you guys sure. do perform in comedy clubs, you do um, often perform with some of the same comedians. How have they been taking to your act and your message? Well, you oh. know, wonderfully. You know, we've yeah. made a lot of friends. I mean, that's, sure. that's what's fun for us is to get to hang out with all these actual comedians. You sure, know, they're really just tossing up. around the, the quips and the zingers, and, you oh, know, yeah. we, uh, we try to keep up. And uh, it's been really nice. You know, we've been, we worked uh, for a while with uh, Mike Birbiglia, and that was great because... Uh, we actually met Mike through his mother. Uh, we worshipped at her church briefly. And uh, yeah. so she said, oh, my son's into comedy. And we thought, well, that's nice. We should meet this guy. And then she sort of insisted to him that he continue to hang out with us. And so that's been a really great way for us to get to know him. And, you know, it's fun because we've hung out with him so much that we, we gave him a nickname. We call him Mike Bergiglia because of how <laughs> yeah. he makes us laugh. We go, <laughs> Bergiggles. And uh, he loves it. So, you know, he says, he says, stop calling me that. But you can hear... He's saying, you know, it's like, he's saying, like, stop calling me that, but please keep calling me that, you know, because he loves it. <laughs> so, it's, you know, we have a lot of fun, and, and uh, you know, we picked up a lot of the really, the great old road comic jokes, like um, Three Men and a Bagel, you know, just like a lot of the fun stories you hear on the road. It's been real fun for us. Very cool. And, um, well, I do want to ask you one last thing about the whole performing and comedy things, which might be a little bit, a little bit more touchy, but there are many people that have called you guys um, a satirical act, and what do you think about that? A what? Oh, I don't even... <sighs> it's a technical term, Jeremiah, I think. Yeah. These are the people who think that we're not really, we're not really committed to, to, to our faith and, and our tradition, and, and it's, uh, it's confusing to us, because I don't know how much more earnest we could be. Um, yeah. But the thing that those people don't realize is whether or not they quote-unquote believe us, they're, they're yeah. leaving... They're leaving our shows humming, humming, you know, Team Jesus, for example. You know, they're humming, they're humming our hits, and they're talking yep. about Jesus. And whether they're saying, I believe in Jesus, or I don't believe in Jesus, or I don't believe those guys believe in Jesus. You know what happened? They just said Jesus three times. So, you know, mission accomplished. And they said, I love Jesus more than anyone does. You know, so yeah. that's cool, too. If we can get people to sing along with our lyrics, then it really doesn't matter what they believe, as long as they're, they're saying it, you know. 
Well, I definitely believe that you guys have stumbled upon one of the the most innately catchy forms of music, the guitar and um, the chimes, or is there are they called something different? The squ- the blocks. Oh, the handbells, or mm-hmm. yeah, I, you know, we call them call them uh, fun tones, call them all kinds of things. But yeah, there's yeah, a couple of couple of handbells, basically. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm confused, I call them. If I'm confused, I call them the doorbell because that's what they <laughs> sound like sometimes. <laughs> It's like it's like it's right here. It's like, come in. What? What? How what? <laughs> it's out of the door. It's funny because sometimes I'm just sitting around and I do that. And Gideon, Gideon will get up and go look at the door. And there's no one there, and he comes back, and then I just go, you know, oh, there's someone at the door again. It's one of the fun games we play when we're hanging around the apartment. I get confused very easily, so it's. Uh, uh, well, the fun definitely comes out on stage. It definitely feels like a fun kind of show. How did you guys decide the the style of music you decided on? I know, um, according to your bios, you know you started out, um, I think, doing some some other some other uh, ideas like uh, conservationalism and stuff like that. How did you um, yeah, yeah. come to where you are now? You know, Sam. Sometimes things just come to people. You know, did Grizzly Adams go out and find a bear to become a best friend with? You know, Ben. And his name was Ben. No, Ben. Ben came to Grizzly Adams and said, in you know, in his own bear language. Ah, yeah. Is it? And what he was saying is, let's be friends, Grizzly Adams. Yeah. You know, and, and that's that's what happened to us with music. We just sat there and you know we let the plan work, and boom! All of a sudden, we were writing songs, and now we're. Now it's what we do, you know? Samantha, I think you touched on it, though. There is something quite magical about the simple GCD vibe of the guitar, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, you know, we had our two-man drumming circle, uh, technically a drumming line because there were only two points, but uh, we, we were working with a lot of projects, and uh, we just decided to go back to what we knew best, which was strumming and singing. And, uh, yeah. boy, once we really focused on that, you know, we wrote our first song, uh, Jesus. That was a big hit. Uh, at yeah. the church, so oh, then we wrote, uh, yeah, we wrote Jesus, Jesus, oh, and uh, and then we wrote Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. After that, uh, you know, we wanted to branch out a little, and it's also it, after three Jesuses, it becomes tough to to say the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and we don't we don't ever want to make it hard for people to say Jesus. So mm-hmm. we thought three was no. enough. Yeah, we thought that was good. That's definitely. You guys have definitely branched out into a lot more, you know, difficult topics with your songs and still approach them with the same, you know, happiness and upbeat point of view. And I think it's really helpful, especially um, Jesus, I Need a Drink has definitely been helpful around the station here. Um, you know, oh, we, are, wonderful. we are a college station, Great. so that's always a, a definite issue. But, you know, it's it's always in the background, you know, whatever's on the air, but then in the station, that's what we're playing. And it's just wanted to oh, thank that's you. So great. Yeah, it's a great one to just put on a loop and it just it keeps you keeps you away from the temptations, you know, and it's not just it's not just the alcohol. I, I would be willing to bet that your station has a, a soda machine that has that has sugar pop drinks in it and uh, you know, you gotta keep an eye out for all the various dangers out there. Yeah, definitely. Caffeine. Um it's, yeah, it's definitely Sugar been a problem. We yeah. we ended up just getting rid of it all, you know, no liquids. We were just afraid, you know, because after a point, people were just splashing on themselves, and it was just, it was, it was... Yeah, sh- that's, that's, just, that's exactly right. That could happen, you know, and yeah. then and then it gets, and then someone gets into a splashing contest, and the next thing you know, everyone's got cola in their bangs, and uh, you know, nobody's happy oh. then. And then. And then you've got flies, and then someone has too much caffeine and can't sleep for a week. It's just, it really gets out of hand really easily. It's, it's... 
it, I I thank you for addressing this issue and helping get the word out about it. Um, oh yeah, and it's especially helpful on college campuses. You know, which unfortunately, you know, some a lot of time college kids will get together and have two, three beers in an evening and just yeah. get absolutely drunk just, and just you know pound them. Yeah, yeah, well, and you know one after the other until you have two, three, and you know, and then then you don't you know then people black out, don't remember things, and oh, it's just a terrible mess. And, so we're glad if we can help out. Definitely. Well, you know, when I when I listen to these songs and when me and my, my friends listen to these songs, we always feel like they were, you know, written just for us. But do you guys have an audience in mind when you think about it? Or, you know, wh- who inspires you to attack these issues? You know, there's tons of issues in the world, but you've chosen a few of them to focus on. Like, what what gives you that well, the drive? Most mostly we just try to help out the youth. But uh, but basically, Samantha, anybody who needs help, we're there for. Yeah, them. yeah. And we like to, you know, we like to give people the skills. We're not all about having someone tell you what to do, you know, and do this and do that. We think it's better if we can convince you that that's what you should do, and then you'll just do it on your own. So you know, we put it in a catchy song, and we say, "Hey, maybe wait to put your thing in her thing until you're married," and you know then that'll be great. And if everyone does it, then you're part of the cool team. You're part of the in crowd. You know, so we want to we want to give people a positive motivation to, to, to take care of themselves and their souls and, and really just really just keep themselves in the straight and narrow. Hi, this is DJ Intern Sam, host of Naked Comedy. I hope you're enjoying the podcast currently in progress, made by hosts like me. College students just trying to make a good show for people to listen to that is hopefully engaging and alternative to what they might find at other radio stations. Um, I hope that you are enjoying the um, bare-bones, amazing, passionate feel that goes into every show of KUCI. And if you'd like to continue to see shows like this, uh, continue in their fashion without having to succumb to the demands of the man, like, you know, learning how to speak proper radio lingo or etc. <laughs> um, please consider donating at KUCI.org slash donations. We could really appreciate it. And it will, your donations will go towards allowing people like me who have trouble continuing one straight sentence into a microphone, have shows, and have the opportunity to get to people like you, our awesome listeners. So thanks again for listening to this podcast, and I will return you to a much better worded interview already in progress. Yay. Well, I think that along those lines, your book, you guys have a new book that's out for anybody who doesn't know, called What Would God's Pottery Do? And I've I haven't been able to put it down. I got it yesterday, and I'm already near page 205. Wow. It's wow. Are you, what are you, some sort of speed reader? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you, a read, a read bot? A I read just, robot? I just couldn't put it down. I just couldn't put it down. Oh, it, it, speaks, it just speaks so well to to me. I And I, I think it's... What, what made you guys want to write this book that has so many inspiring tips and helpful facts for, for teens. That's a wonderful question. Yeah, that's a wonderful question, you know, because we are, we, people know us as, you know, hit makers and traveling songsters, and sure. people have asked us, what, you know, just like you are now, why do we do it? Well, the answer is that reading is the language of learning, and learning is the gateway to knowledge. 
And we thought, hey, let's put some of our messages and fine teachings into book form, get them into people's hands, and uh, then they'll have them with them wherever they go. Yeah, and here's the thing. You know, we love writing the hit songs uh, and coming up with the catchy rhythms and, and, and fun word plays, but writing a song takes a lot of time. And what we realized with the book is that we can include our, our lessons and our, and, our, and our helpful advice, and we didn't even have to rhyme it. We could just yeah. spill it out onto the page. And so that was, yep. a real, that was a real motivation for us. We'll just, you know, we would have really intense writing sessions in our, in our, in our studio, and uh, we would just go nuts. Um, really just a blast writing this book. And the cool thing oh, about yeah. this book is that it, it's not just, you know, it's not just words the whole time. There's there's pictures and there's graphs sure. and oh, there's yeah. there's everything. There's Flow games. charts, decision trees. Uh, uh, yeah, we use a couple of cutout certificates. You know, whatever you what have you. Whatever you need to do. Um, I did have a question. I was reading and it made me kind of sad. I was reading the section on on pubescence, which is a, mm. a very intense section. You know, for the book. Yep. Um, sure. And is. it. It really made me sad when I was reading the story. Was it in pubescence? Um, about the the girl who made Gideon cry, the girl who wanted to have, um, the girl who wanted to have have sexual relations, and wasn't yeah. sure if yep. it was good. Oh, it was for exercise. It was an exercise thing. My apologies. It just it was so mm-hmm. upsetting. I just felt like I, I just uh, I couldn't even remember. But um, have you well, heard? You any- know, we really. I'm sorry. We, I just, it's, it, you make a good point here. We really, it was difficult for us to write this. We were telling about some intense personal experiences, and we really, we let it all out onto the page, you know. So those are, those are true stories, you know. Sometimes you'll hear a, a minister tell a, a, an anecdote that seems a little, too, a little too perfect for his sermon, and uh, that's because he got it out of a book. You know, they, they have uh, sometimes, some of these lesser uh, ministers will have sort of canned stories, but this is all 100% real, the, the straight dope, as they say, um, in mm. Big City. So, uh, yeah, it, it was difficult. It was, um, it was hard enough to read, so I, I just wanted to make sure that on, you, on your side, you know, that you guys were good. And if you had heard anything from her, you know, that she was in a very precarious situation, you can only hope that she chose the right path, but... I mean, You're talking about the one who upset in, me. Uh, yeah, yeah, she was interested in losing weight and size. Yeah, that's she had right. A, yeah, she had her question about exercise, you know, which is just, boy, talk about, you know, I don't like to call anybody a name here, but, but you know, she was being dumb. And, mm-hmm. and we had we really had to stick it to her because she made Gideon cry with how... She with, made me cry. I, I stormed out was. of the writing studio. I, and oh, I'll be oh, honest boy. with you, I'm getting a little riled up thinking about it right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. we sent you know, her... The curtain uh, came down that day. Yeah. We uh, we did try to follow up with her, but you know, oh, she might have been a little too far gone. I mean, when you're thinking about excusing your uh, sinful, immoral behavior as as some sort of exercise, you're you're really setting yourself up for failure. Uh, you know, they're, yeah. they're, they're, we like to say that nobody is too far gone, but uh, if we said that now, we might not be telling the truth. You know, yeah. I don't know how she's doing. I think that was I think that was Sarah Pronk. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. Sarah, Sarah, if you're if you're listening to this interview, we now maybe you know maybe she doesn't even know how to read. Maybe that's why she. Maybe that's why you know she's so she far turned gone. To, maybe yeah, she, and she turned to sex she and food to comfort her letter. Herself. Yeah. Yeah. And so you know, if maybe she can't read the book, but I hope if she can, if she has ears, I hope she hears us with this story and I hope she knows how upsetting that was. 
they well, know, she should get in touch with us and let us know if she's okay. I mean, I do still if, care. Yeah. As angry as her behavior made me, I do still care. Which is which is the heart behind this whole book. The the whole book, you just feel like like these guys care. These guys really care about it. Um, have you heard yep. back from from any parents that may have you know read this? Because it's not only for teens, but there are also you know sections to help parents implement what's in the book. Have you heard back from anybody um, who's read it so far? We have heard we might back have from a few parents. Another book. Yeah, yeah. We have yeah. gotten a lot of positive feedback from the parents. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, they, they really, they, we, you know, just to explain for the listeners, at the end of every chapter we have a page or two called For the Parents where we sort of take the, the same issue and look at it from the parents' perspective and give them, it's sort of like the teacher's notes in a textbook. Um, so it's important that the, that the youth don't read that because it is not appropriate reading material for them. But the parents have found it really helpful. Uh, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, when you're dealing with your adopted children, uh, you know, to, to explain to them that, that they are not... Uh, I'm not going to say they're not on the same level as your organic children, but uh, it's just a helpful way to make sure that your organics know that you still love them. You know, maybe take a special weekend only with your real children. You know, it's that kind of helpful advice that I think the the parents really like. Yeah, I I think that it definitely gives answers to questions that people might not even realize they had. But, you know, once the answer is out there, you don't have to ask the question anymore. Um, that's a wonderful way to put it. And that's how we feel about people's problems, too. We, we address problems that people may not even know or think that they have, you know. But exactly. we'll tell them about their problems, and then we'll tell them how to fix that problem. And, you know, it's, it's like going to the auto shop to get an assessment, except it's free. You know, all you had to do is listen to us, and we'll tell you. We'll tell you what's wrong. Well, I this Real. the one thing reading this book that has been going through my mind is how, how did... Um, you, Gideon, and Jeremiah get through your own pubescence without a helpful manual like this. Well, you know, we, we had, had each other. Help. We had yeah. each other. We also had uh, we uh, had another friend who was with us along the way. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you might know him as well. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I certainly. He's um, well. It's Jesus. It's, it's Jesus. Jesus. It's Jesus. So we're talking about Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. and he helped us along and. And then, of course, there was our pastor, Elaine Lindale, and our youth pastor, sure. Greg Storthfus Rasmussen. They were really helpful, and, you know, they helped, they helped uh, make sure that we had enough ears to talk into when we had problems. But let's not kid ourselves. You know, this, is, this book is a cautionary tale as well. We were no, we were no angels. We lived, uh, we lived uh, in some pretty risky moments. Uh, you know, and I addressed one of them in the book. I had a terrible experience. Uh, with alcohol when I was younger, uh, Jeremiah was yep. there. Jeremiah was there to save me. Really, um, it was sure uh, was just a difficult situation. Uh, I, we had. Uh, oh, I don't want to give too much of the book away, but it really is an important uh, story to tell. No, it I was, think uh, it's, I think it's worth telling, and it helps you to tell it every time. I think. Yeah, <laughs> it was a Tuesday. It was a game night uh, for us. We were playing Heal the Leper. Um, yep. I lost again. Tends to happen a lot. I was just yeah, well. You're, healing. Gideon just doesn't wave his hands right. So how are the lepers going to be healed if you okay. don't? You know, it's mm-hmm. just it's a technicality. Yeah, but, but it is okay. a tech, it's, right. it, But it's tough to tell because we're playing with pretend lepers, and I have to trust your judgment. Anyway, the point is that I was feeling really down on myself, and I went for this walk, and I ended up getting lost in the back of a pet store, and my pillow broke later that night. Oh. I mean, everything was just really piling up on me, and uh, you know, I reached out, and I reached out in the wrong direction. I found a, uh, well, I found a tiny bottle of uh, spiced rum, the kind of bottles they have on airplanes. Mm. And, uh, you know, I went to take a, a gulp from it. Uh, and 
be honest, most of it splashed off my teeth, but the fumes overwhelmed me. And, uh, you know, the next thing I knew, I woke up and Jeremiah was giving me mouth-to-mouth on the floor. And, boy, thank goodness he was there, you know. And I guess, Jeremiah, your perspective on the whole thing was a little different than mine. Well, for me, it was like it was like hanging out with a pirate. You know, here I see this guy who I've come to trust and you know love as a best friend and partner, and and then you know what does he do? He goes out, he goes out and gets drunk. You know, like a pirate. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, luckily I was there to help bring him back. Otherwise, who knows? I mean, you know, Gideon could be in prison by by now if this had what was continued. It? You know? Jeremiah, what was it that I screamed out? I don't even remember. Besides, okay. All I heard, I was in my in my room working on a latch hook, and then I heard, and then I heard, you gotta be ready for anything, and then, and then he hit the floor, and I thought, what in the what in salt and pepper is going on? And I went over there, and there I was, just Gideon, just passed out, and I thought, I've got to do something, and so, well, first I took a picture because I wanted. I wanted to show him what had happened, and then I gave him mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, and he came back to life. And, and uh, <laughs> the one thing I do remember is that Jeremiah had had tuna, because I could yeah. taste that when I was getting the CPR. <laughs> and that's how I knew you were back again, was when you said, hey, who's eating tuna? Who brought the cat? And I said, okay, all right, you're all right. And, I, you know, we both said, you know, we were both heaved a sigh of relief, because uh, I knew that Gideon was going to be okay. But that was a tough moment for both of us, you know, and so it does show that, you know, we have experience with some of these issues, you know. There was another night where I stayed up till 1130. I mean, we have, we have been through the fire, you know, so when we're telling you about these problems, you know, <laughs> I'd say we're qualified. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I think one of the things that you definitely, one of the most important things that you guys, you know, maybe not even say but just lead by example is that you know the if you can have, if you can find a best friend to have mm. he you and he or she and Jesus can make it together you know you can't do it by yeah. yourself and no. you need somebody you down here and you need somebody up there helping you Samantha Sounds do you have like a best somebody friend? else should write a book <laughs> yeah <laughs> Samantha do you have a best friend I I do I do have a best friend Oh wonderful wonderful <laughs> Maybe one day we'll be we'll be best friends like you guys because that's the goal. That's the goal. Well, we should all hang out sometime. That's what we should do. It would be good. It would be fun if you guys yeah. are ever on the east or in the west coast. You guys are on the east coast. If you guys are ever, we on are the on west the east coast, coast now. Yeah. Yep. You never know. We may be making it out there. Maybe Hollywood could definitely use a little touch of G and P. Oh, I think so. I hope so. (laughs) Well, I have one last question. It's a little bit along the lines of kind of those actor studios, you know, inside the actor studio. Don't worry, it's not the swear word question. That would be that would be bad. But um, I guess when you get to heaven, you know, when that day comes, when you both collect, when you both get to heaven, what do you think God is going to say to you guys? (laughs) Probably thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I think that He'll say. Nice haircut, Gideon. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I just, I think he's going to say, well done. Or I guess that's yep. sort of like thanks. Yeah, I, but I think that's what it is. It's going to be, it's, he's going to say, I, I did really well with these two. <laughs> and then we'll have a, then it'll be like a big hug sesh, you know, and then we'll just hang out for a while. I mean, it's going to be great. It's going to be really and then, great. And then I think Jesus will walk over and he'll say, hey, you guys made it in from the storm. 
who wants to play yeah. some frisbee? Mm. And then we'll just oh. go toss the frizz around. You know, we'll just we'll toss the disc oh. around. It's gonna be so great. Oh, it really man. is gonna be terrific. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, on that on that yeah. happy note, I want to thank you guys for calling in today. It was I think we had a really good jam session, and I think oh we totally had a great bolt session. Oh, yeah. I think yeah, it was pretty good. good stuff. I thank you guys for sharing, you know, some of your more personal stories and especially for for getting it all out in this book. The good and the bad, it's it's all here, you know. Yeah, it's all on the page. Well, yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have any last words for now or We want to thank the internet and the internet listeners for taking the time yep. to uh you know, share this moment with us and we hope you uh check out the book. It's got a lot of positive messages and and fun pictures and uh Boy, it's just, uh, yeah, I wish we could just tape it to people's torsos so that they could carry it with them wherever they go because they would be able to tackle almost every problem. And people can find out yeah, more about where you're performing at godspottery.com, right? Yep. Sure, we've yep. got a, a brand new God's Pottery. Yeah. Yep, revamped website. It's got fun videos, and uh, they can find we us. Are, We're on all the internets. Yep, we're on all the internets. We've got everything. Well, that is totally covered, so... You've used your ears today listening to us. Now use your eyes, and you can do some reading and some looking around, and we'll continue to continue to grow together. Well, thank you so much, and you guys have a blessed day. Thank you. You oh, too, Samantha. Thank you, Samantha. All Wonderful. Right. Okay. Right. Bye-bye. Well, that's the show for this week. I want to thank DJ Doug Pound for my awesome show theme. He's amazing and made that from the genius of his brain. You can check out more of his genius brain um, products at Doug Pound, D-O-G-G-P-O-U-N-D dot com. Um, thanks again for downloading the podcast. And please tune in to the full show on Thursday mornings or Wednesday night, however you want to think about it. Um, from 12 a.m. to 2 a.m. on KUCI.org. Um, there's a lot to the show that we can't put on the podcast, like comedy albums, clips from TV shows, awesome, amazing surprise call-in guests, um, and so much more that is still pretty awesome. So check it out. Um, do a stream record. Um boycott TiVo until they allow you to record the FM waves along with your TV as well. Whatever you need to do. Naked Comedy, Thursday mornings, Wednesday nights, 12 a.m. to 2 a.m. on KUCI.org. Um, until then, I'm um, uh, gonna... KUCI, the cooch cooch, the cooch cooch. KUCI, the cooch cooch, the cooch cooch. KUCI, the cooch. Naked comedy.